Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Hello everyone and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broader. We're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson, Pete. Happy Halloween, or at least it was. Oh, How are you doing? What's going on? I'm good. I uh, spent most of yesterday having incredibly strong um, physical reactions to some spooky Halloween cream. Uh, um, uh, uh, cream. I, <laughs> we had some cream what? dip that we had at a Halloween party at my house on Saturday. It was out for about five hours. Uh, put it back in the fridge uh, for a couple of days. And then I spent yesterday, uh, sorry, the day before yesterday, eating it. And then I spent yesterday on the floor of my bathroom wishing I was dead because that was, uh, oh, I had a particularly painful bout of, of, uh, of, of food poisoning. I mean, it could have been one of a million things I ate that day uh, from from recooked, rewarmed pizza, which is usually fine, uh, and uh, and sour cream. And you can, and I just sort of think I drink so much kind of fizzy pop. Uh, my stomach is just always awash with acid that's going to kill any bugs anyway. But no, um, yeah, yesterday morning was uh, it was it was pretty brutal. Oh, uh, no. I, I I I thought I was on the way out quite frankly um but i'm better now uh, and i'm beach body ready and i'm empty and i've got my abs back it's brilliant got your abs back i, I feel bad i didn't do anything for halloween although i feel slightly better about myself now knowing that you know you mr halloween addict your favorite thing and you spent it in yeah pain, as a sense yeah. of schadenfreude on my part because i just sat <laughs> well, inside did nothing but oh, that being said, Chris. I can't I can't mope around and be sad too much because I am recording this from the finally finished two months in the making abroad in Japan studio set, which is a Japanese street ramen shop from Blade Runner. And maybe I was going to ask, and you can see I it, right, ask, Chris. You? How, you can I, I can see it right. I can see it right now. I was going to ask how you managed to sort of uh, manage to get an entire uh, back street of uh, of Akihabara uh, to yourself <laughs> to record an entire podcast. And, like you will see this on a video that Chris is putting out very very soon. But the attention to detail, the Lighting bill, for one. Chris is going to be in big trouble. We may need oh, to up the God. patrons uh, because, because there's just so much LED work in it. But honestly, this set that Chris uh, Chris and his friend have built looks in flipping sane. It looks like something out of a film. And, and that, this is where you're going to be doing all of your work from. Mm, so, I mean, I mean, this was built by a professional 
team uh like film crew who build actual sets mm. and they built uh, it's the yeah. same guys who did uh alice in borderland a netflix series which i didn't overly enjoy but the sets were great and uh, oh, everything else was great but you, did, but you didn't say that when they were there but you didn't slag the <laughs> film off when they were when they were present <laughs> well they weren't responsible for the acting the acting uh right. can't say i was a big fan of but uh yeah they built the sets for that amongst other things and uh so they're the real deal and you know there's a real tragedy behind film sets where they build these beautiful sets incredibly detailed mm. and then they have to sort of take it down destroy it after uh after a shoot after a matter of weeks so it's nice mm. knowing that they've built all this these two alleyways one is kind of like a ramen shop with a shutter and electronic store and a sort of alleyway that leads into an abyss and then the other alleyway is like a retro japanese sweet shop and it, you know, describing all this, it doesn't do it justice, really. So you'll have to check it out. I'll be putting up some videos on like the, the channel next week. I'm going to get Natsuki to come over and make sense of it all. Um, but, you know, they've done such an incredible job. And the level of detail is astonishing. I keep discovering, like, stickers or little paintings or little things. Like, I didn't realize right behind me, I don't think you can actually see it, Pete, there's a, there's a, a, a phone, a phone box. And mm. surrounded the phone box are, like, stickers for... for Hostess girls, cool girls. Oh, it's very, very provocative and exciting. Yeah, I think, I think I want- what I like about it is it's, you're in a situation where, um, what a lovely job for someone where they have to like go around like, you know, little, uh, little antique shops or vintage <laughs> shops or eBay and just find these kind of, uh, little kind of, um, you know, they will have had that phone in storage for a long time. Like, oh, we, we, we'll, we'll keep hold of that and uh, see if we can use it for something. And they finally mm. found a project to put it in and make it look all dirty and dusty. And it's, it really, I mean, I, I'm so impressed, and I'm not even there, Chris. I'm not even there. I'm so impressed. <laughs> what a background. <laughs> it is cool. I like, yeah, it's just quite fun discovering your own kind of set. And, mm. um, yeah, so I don't know what to say. I mean, it's all about lighting. I've discovered with a good film set, it's all about having the lighting. And I've got, yeah. like, one on switch for this entire, like, street. And I flip the switch, and, like, 25 different lights come on. I think conservative estimates there's probably about 20 lights on this mm. street they're not all like really big powerful lights so i don't think no. it will use too much electricity but it's it's just so surreal and mm. very exciting you know when i was a kid i wanted to turn my bedroom into a pirate ship and i got like halfway there but i never never quite made it and uh so the last sort of 20 years i've been wanting to do something similar but this time with cyberpunk blade runner kind of 1980s vibe going on and now i've done that and my life goal's complete and i can die happy (laughs) it's amazing chris i I, they've done such a lovely job you showed me a little tour on uh, line a little while ago uh but it looks blooming great and does that say like um something is magic in the background there's a sign that goes uh like like a magic Hey, you've read it. Yeah, it's like a little vertical, <laughs> a, a vertical sign. LED sign. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to showing everyone around. Um, but before that, it's time for a story from Guillermo. Story this week, a story of the week mm. uh, begins. Hi, Chris and Pete. Me and my girlfriend, now my wife. Yay! Well done, Guillermo. Lived in Tokyo for a year, and since it's that time of the year, I thought it'd be cool to share a spooky story from our time in Japan. Oh, a spooky story. Yes, please. Speaking of spooky, did you see the video of Connor and Natsuki and I in the abandoned building yet, Pete? Have you watched that? Uh, I was planning on sitting down uh, yesterday morning to do so, but uh, instead, I vomited out of my mouth and bum. (laughs) Ah, What what, what better way to recover from being massively sick while eating cream? Uh, (laughs) Me and my girlfriend lived in Togo for a year, uh, so... 
We used to live in Shinjuku near Waseda. There is a park in the area called Toyama Park, which we walked through many times on our way back home. Whenever we had to walk through at night, my partner always commented that she felt a little uneasy uh, and always suggested we go back home without stepping in the park. I remember joking a lot about the place being haunted and about us running into a ghost. It turns out the place really is haunted. I did some research out of curiosity and spoke to some Japanese friends and found out there was a division of the Japanese army back in World War II that conducted lots of horrible horrible experiments with humans in that particular area. Apparently, they dumped the bodies of the deceased into a mass grave where the park now sits. Therefore, people think the souls of the dead cannot find peace and it's now considered a haunted place. Many visitors claim that they've encountered ghosts and even uh, soul spheres that appear when the soul detaches from the body, called uh, hitodamas. I've never heard of that, hitodamas. Uh, Spooky, right? Keep up the great work. All the best, Guillermo. Uh, And he's left a link to the place, but it's called uh, Toyama Park in Waseda, and it's supposed to be haunted. And I've actually never heard about this. I imagine they probably don't want that many people knowing about it, given all the (laughs) horrible shit that went on there. I guess uh, not. No. Have you seen this, Pete? Have you heard of it? Have I? Have I been in this park? Because that really does uh, ring a bell. I think I have. You. Oh my god! That's that's where that's near where I stayed in Shinjuku. I think that's where near where I stayed in Shinjuku. Um, in a hotel oh, really? around the corner from there. Because I, I had to walk through it um, to, to to get to the um, train station. That's amazing. I had no idea it was so spooky and with a horrific past. By the sounds of things. I mean, I, I don't know anything about it. It's apparently uh, it's some sort of relationship with Unit 731, which is a really messed up unit from World War II. It did lots of horrible, just really unpleasant experiments that mm. uh, just it's, it's really horrible to read about, to be honest. And uh, a lot of people know about it. Um, mm. I didn't come here to discuss that today. We've already got enough bad stories going on. We've got uh, the story of the week this week is the... Uh, idiot that dressed up like the Joker and decided it'd be a good idea to board a train in Tokyo and stab everyone um, and cause a scene. It's, you know, it's, it's not the, I think it's not the first time this year something like this has happened. The worst story Mm. this year so far that I think we've discussed was that guy who decided to stab women on a train because he decided that he didn't like people that were happy. Mm. Um, It's, I don't, I mean, part of me is like, don't let these people reveal their motives, you know, don't let, People, the, the sort of the people that commit these crimes, don't yeah. let the the news agencies get hold of these stories. You know, just yeah, lock them so, away they're, indefinitely. They're invariably only telling that story to one policeman, down. aren't they? They're, they're invariably only telling because I mean, whenever anything like this happens, um, you're in a situation where everybody wants answers. But I mean, what answer is really going to satisfy? You know, there's no there's no possible thing that that that, that twat on the train could possibly say uh, to satisfy anyone. You know, it's 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 not. I think. Maybe we, sometimes with um, religious fundamentalists, we kind of sort of go, "Oh, it's because they, you know, they, they, that's that's mm. what they're into." Blah blah blah, uh, or political reasons. But I mean, you know, like nothing excuses you, you know, injuring seventeen people on a train. And I, I do hope all of us people uh, pull through. I know there were a couple of old uh, old people uh, attacked, unfortunately, um, and you know. The, the the mental health provisions have we spoken spoken about before in Japan uh, is left wanting. Uh, they, they they don't generally sort of treat the people with um, ill health uh, in in a, in a fantastic way. Um, and it was a, a, an astonishing and horrific uh, attack uh, on on a, a, on a weekend where people would be um, out and about. A lot of young people who got their lives ahead of them um, mm. out and about just enjoying themselves. So yeah. 
it was you know pretty horrific timing this guy coming down the mm. train so for those of you that don't know uh, a man stabbed 17 people on a train in tokyo on uh, the halloween basically and uh, he set the train on fire with oil mm. um, there's some you know there's some pretty horrific videos on twitter that were doing the rounds at the time where people are running down the train you can see sort of further on down the carriage there's lots of fire and lots of people running and then there's sort of a chilling shot of uh, somebody who shot the guy through the window he's just sitting there smoking a cigarette dressed very poorly as the joker his costume was shit there's no doubt about that but uh <laughs> he uh apparently his motives were he wasn't doing very well at work and nobody liked him and so he decided he wanted to die and get the death sentence, which exists in Japan, and get the death sentence by going around stabbing people. What a dickhead. Um, but uh, fortunately, it seems nobody has died, uh, so that's encouraging. But uh, just incredibly bad, you know, the, the timing of it. Imagine, you'd, at first, you apparently people just thought it was a joke or someone dressed mm. up, you know, mm. with a knife covered in fake blood before they realised it was the real deal, seeing mm. a train on fire. I guess that made it suddenly all, all the more realistic what was going on, right? But uh, I don't know. At least he's been locked away, and that's good. But it's a shame. I, I worry that uh, people are going to start getting afraid of trains in Japan if this sort of thing keeps happening, given it's uh, the second or third time there's been uh, you know stabbings and things on the train this year. Yeah. Mass stabbings, <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's not great. But it would be remiss of us if we didn't touch on it, because obviously um, that's been the thing that's uh, dominated the uh, Japanese uh, international news, I think, this week. Yeah, yeah. I, exactly. And I didn't really want to talk about it. I hate talking about these things. But I know we had a lot of you guys messaging, wanting to know what's going on. And uh, it's covered. That's it. It's done. We ne- never talk about him again. And yeah. uh, hopefully he'll be promptly forgotten. Like all the sort of people that commit these acts, they should just be forgotten as quickly as possible. We'll be back in a moment with the fax machine. Your questions. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news all right i'll do it. sign up now and you'll get unlimited for 15 dollars a month in six months of paramount plus essential plan on us mintmobile.com slash switch upfront payment of 45 dollars, equivalent to 15 dollars per month unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month face lower speeds videos at 480p active mint customers by 531 24 get six months of paramount plus essential plan auto renews after six months offer ends may 31st 2024 separate paramount plus registration required terms and conditions apply if rated pg this show is sponsored by better help 
In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Now we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson? We got a message from Darren from the Philippines. D from the P, or the F. Uh, hello, Chris and Pete, or Pete and Chris. My <laughs> question is, how much alcohol could Japanese people actually tolerate? In anime, I've even seen uh, characters with very very weak tolerance or very strong ones, but what is it actually in reality? <laughs> to add another one, how, alcohol, uh, how much alcohol can uh, the both of you tolerate in comparison? Well, Darren... Whoa. I am a real power drinker. Y- you are looking at a man power drinker. <laughs> who, who is just as uh, <laughs> at, at home with drinking a uh, a martini with little olive in it uh, and also slamming down a big um, can of uh, European strength cooking lager. So it's very, I mean, and, and Chris is, uh, is a, just drinks Moscow mules. So uh, Moscow, if you're talking Moscow mules, Chris is very good at drinking. If you're talking about um, uh, Polish lager, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty good at that, I would say, on a full stomach. I mean, this year I've done so much alcohol-related stuff, I'm worried people think I'm like an alcoholic. Like I did the sake <laughs> video in like March. I've just done yeah. the gin distillery live show, which was You're very drunk. petrol at time. <laughs> I did. And then there was... I, I had a Suntory sponsorship, actually, that fell through because of COVID. Um, oh, right. So I was good. You know, three alcohol-related things in one year. And people, I think after the live shows, I've done three live shows in the last month where alcohol has been consumed while the live show has been happening, which I can't <laughs> overly recommend. Uh, and some people <laughs> worrying that I'm like I'm some sort of alcoholic. The truth is I don't really drink that much alcohol. Only no. when I'm doing a live show with Norm or a gin distillery, that is when I drink things uh, with friends. I don't really drink in the comfort of my own home. Like, do you just sit at home and uh, drink alcohol, Pete? Is that... Is that what you do? No, so that's not not part of my uh, thing, really. I thought I thought um, uh, I've never been a person to have have booze at home. I'm very much a social drinker. Oh, but mm, when I go, yeah. I really go. Unfortunately. Um, speaking of uh, Norm, actually, <laughs> did you see that? Um, did you see that little video that um, someone on Twitter sent us? Sims Purge. Uh, it's uh, it, 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 it's uh, it's a person who. Um, on her YouTube or on their YouTube, uh, they basically put um, a lot of uh, known people in a room in Sims. They create them in the uh, character editor, uh, and they've created the Abroad Japan universe and put us all what? in one room. Uh, turned up the violence to a hundred, uh, and and basically they find out who's the survivor. Um, oh my god! I, I started proceedings by flame throwing Sea Dog Vier uh, to death. Um, <laughs> then then Natsuki then Natsuki got involved. Um, I can't what? remember who killed. Uh, How you, have you I not very, seen this? 
Yeah, amazing. it's on your Twitter. It's 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 really really good. Everyone's in it. It's like uh, there's me, you, Sharla, Natsuki, Joy, Riotro, C Dog VA, and uh, Norm. I think you uh, are very sad at my passing. My sad passing because uh, I'm just a burned wreck on the floor. Um, I think uh, Natsuki uh, takes second blood. He just gets a knife out and I think starts stabbing everyone. Uh, I, I mean, terrible uh, sort winner? of thing to start. Sharla, uh, I believe Sharla is alone what? in a room. After after she's managed to kill everyone, uh, I think you, I think Natsuki may kill Ryotaro first, uh, and then I think you, you, you exact your revenge because you're very cut up about all of your friends being being killed. When, by when was this shared? How have I missed it? This was shared. This was shared uh, yesterday, I believe, the second. So yeah, second at about six right. thirty. But it would have been like two o'clock in the morning it. your time. Have a look. Yeah, I've retweeted this- it. Alright, I'll check it out. As long as it's family it's friendly. It's very good. I'll you look re- yeah, It's not family friendly at all. We've got a lot of people killing each other. But it's really good. Everyone looks like the person that they're supposed to be. Um, I've got... I, I look like the best best version of me. I've got a cool leather jacket on. Um, yeah, I, I, I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> That sounds that sounds legitimately cool. I will check it yeah, out. I promise. It's very good. I promise. <laughs> I realise we didn't even answer Darren's question. Sorry, Sorry Darren. Darren. Uh, back to Sorry, your question. Darren. Uh people in Japan can't drink alcohol. No. One beer, no. two beers, two beers, you'll notice an effect. Three beers, they're gone. Yeah, they, they do get drunk very quick. <laughs> There's no doubt about yeah. that. Yeah. I've 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 Just been out with people strong. where they've uh, where they have anticipated a night of drinking with uh like a mate, I think <laughs> so a mate went out with, I went out with a mate. He uh um got in touch with a girl on um on one of the dating apps and like we discussed before dating apps in Jap- mm. Japan it's not necessarily about uh, relationships it's about uh, meeting friends, practicing the English and stuff like that. And so uh this last came along like wonderful, like really fun girl. She used to live in Brighton. Um really fun really sort of charismatic and, and, and very English uh, in many ways and she but she knew how hard English people drink compared to uh, Japanese people so she was loading up on those liver um, capsule things loading up oh, on God. those little tiny drinks before you start those little tablets uh, to get your, your body ready for a night on the tiles and 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 to her credit she uh, she, she got pissed after two drinks um, <laughs> it's, it's just weird it's just, it's just something in uh, something in uh, their, their, their makeup genetically I think that uh, makes it a little more difficult and they got that kind of um, that, that mm. flushed cheek sort of thing bright red um, yeah. fascinating fascinating Fascinating, but very unfortunate, mm. uh, and that's why we have <laughs> uh, the Shibuya meltdown Twitter feed uh, to indulge <laughs> and gorge on. Uh, we got one here from Erin. He says, "Hi guys, my name's Erin, and I'm from Bendigo in the state of Victoria, Australia. Bendigo. That sounds. I've never heard of that." Bendingo. I've heard you say that there isn't really much of a beach culture in Japan, with the exception of Okinawa. I know most people live in the cities in Japan and wouldn't have the space for a pool, but what about those out in smaller towns? Are swimming pools a thing? Are there many public pools for people to use in the cities? Is recreational swimming overall just not a thing? Stay safe. Thanks again. Erin. You know, they do have a few swimming pools in Japan, but I just feel like the culture here does not exist where people like to go swimming as much compared to the UK, Mm. where... We love to dive in the sea. Um, like here, beaches only really get busy in August. Uh, outside of August, you just don't see people swimming in the sea. And as for mm. swimming pools, yeah, you've got a few gyms, but people don't have pools in their houses or anything like that. Um, mm. So, no, I'd say 
less swimming pools here by far than somewhere like the US or Australia or the UK. Swimming pools, yeah. not overly popular. Not really sure why there's, that there's is, a strong, to be honest. It's a strong kind of surfing community in certain places. If you go down to um, like uh, Kamakura uh, or places like that where... where um, mm, people are mm. really, really into uh, into into their um, swimming about and stuff. But I, I mean, Japan isn't blessed with a lot of great beaches. I mean, there's some nice ones, but um, there's a lot of trash uh, floating around in, in in the sea. There is the, on the west the, coast, like, yeah, yeah, from, from China, um, I believe. But um, uh, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's 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 difficult to find a, a nice a nice beach in Japan. But there, there are there are odds and sods in there. Like you said, um, Okinawa's a oh, place no, where yeah, people I mean, go to to chill out. Eh? On the on the Pacific coastline, there's loads of good beaches um, mm. kind of further down, like Enoshima, not far from Kamakura, where you mentioned. Mm. Uh, it's pretty beautiful. and yeah, just, it's, just off the, it's just off the big train, isn't it? It's off the fast train track a little bit, isn't it? You've got to really hunt them out. Off, it's off the Shinkansen. Yeah. Off the big train. Off the big train. Off the big train. Off the quick train. That's where it's Off the quick train. Off the big train. Off the big train. I think you should do it. Look, when you come over, when Japan opens in April slash May next year, and we should have Pete Donaldson's top 100 Japanese beaches, where you just go to <laughs> each beach, 100. sit there for an hour, and, and reflect drink a on cup life, of each. A big train. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Okay. Yeah. Um, hello to uh, Herman Malakowski. Uh, hey, Chris and Pete. My uh, name is Herman, and I'm from uh, Beaufort in North Carolina. And he's uh, and Herman's helpfully provided a pronunciation. Actually, earlier on, I think you uh, from the news story. Uh, sorry, the story that we kicked off with. Uh, I think you might, did you say Guillermo? Uh, Guillermo, yeah. I think it might be Guillermo. I, I just don't. Wanna, I just Guillermo. don't want people with, uh, with with South American names or Middle American names uh, to, to to complain. Um, yeah, hello, Chris and Pete. My name is Herman. Yeah, mate. Uh, hope all is well in your worlds. What's the difference in the dating culture in Japan when you're in your twenties versus your thirties? Is it harder to date casually in your thirties? Do people become wary of others or weary rather? Uh, does anything change with foreigners versus locals as far as dating? Um, all the best. Take care. Love you guys. Can't wait for Journey Across Japan Four. Uh, a, a journey that I. I think Chris uh, may very well die on because he's even less prepared this time. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Journey across Japan four. Don't know when that's happening. Although I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing something with Natsuki and Joey in about two weeks. Mm. Something that I haven't really worked out what it is. We've all got the dates booked off, but we haven't like actually worked out what we're doing. It's a disaster. Right, okay. A mitigated disaster. <laughs> Journey across Japan pocket edition. Um, dating in Japan. I mean, I haven't done it in a while. Um, <laughs> I know in the t- people in their twenties, they have these weird like dating parties where they have like ten girls and ten guys, and they sort of go in mm. a room. It's a bit like speed dating, but not as fun. And they sort of have to sort of meet each other and talk. I can't remember for the life of me what the name of these parties are. What's it called, Pete? You know, you're Japanese. Chigai mas. What is it? A dating <laughs> party in Japan. Oh, a dating party. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I'd, even, what I'd even call it. So people just get in a room, sort of go, I'm single and ready to mingle. Let's do some mingling. Yeah, pretty much. And they have like a meal plan with it. It's very clever. Like they twin oh. with the restaurant. And the restaurant's like, yeah, we want to promote romance and our menu. <laughs> our Gorkom. Gorkom. <laughs> Gorkom. That's what it's called. Gorkom. Ah. Organised think- group dates. It's cool, yeah. Yeah, I think he played for Newcastle in the uh, early noughties. <laughs> Go on, <laughs> oh, God. one of the French Go imports. Go on. I typed it in and I got a, an article that says, The Ugly Truth of Gorkon, Japan's oh. Group Blind Dates. They're, yeah, they're kind of like <laughs> blind dates, but not. 
Um, apparently they're a mixed bag and they're a whole lot of fun, but uh, they're drinking parties where men and women can meet, get drunk and get to know each other. The name comes from the Japanese word gordo for mixed or combination and kompa, which means an informal group meeting. Oh. Uh, the activities are fixture in Japanese society, starting with university, where clubs uh, will go on gorkon together. Uh, the practice continues in the working world where Japan's rigorous work culture and time to meet potential dates is limited. Typically, a single guy and a girl who know each other will invite their co-workers as well as their friends. Uh, so the end result is that it's not too awkward. And the men and women, they sit opposite each other, sit opposite each other. And once the drink is flowing, the conversation gets rowdy until the end of the night when those who want to pair off do so. And that's basically where it comes from. But then there's a whole section about why it's dangerous and people get harassed. But I think for the most part, from what I know, Gorkon are like a, a pretty big deal. And uh, yeah, a lot of university students do it. So I, I just Gorkon. can't believe that you're in a situation where you, uh, you're basically bringing your own little army to the to the to the war <laughs> like kind of having all to bring your, your co- work you know all your friends work colleagues and stuff how is that any different to just being in a pub that's yeah. what i want to know it's all very it, I, mean, I think that would increase the intensity to be quite frank i, can, I don't know though isn't it because like when you go to a pub you don't know who's going to be there whereas no. with a gorkon you know say i'm like well i want to go and meet a girl so i'll invite right. pete donaldson connor and natsky <laughs> cool and then some the Japanese girl turns up with her three friends, and then yeah. it's you know it's it's less awkward than kind of you know if we if we take that situation and we apply that to like a bar in Shibuya, Pete, Natsuki, Connor, and Chris walk into a bar, and then there's like four girls. If you go and walk over to it and approach them, it you know it might be a bit awkward. You might feel a bit rude. It might feel a little bit like harassment when you're like, yeah, you want a drink, love? Yeah, come on over here. So I don't know why I'd speak like that in that environment. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> you're a Moscow mule. You're a Moscow mule. <laughs> Moscow mule, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I I kind of see it. Like you know, in Japan, these they they don't like the uncertainty of it. That's why snack bars and hostess clubs are so popular, right? You go in and you get a girl that flirts with you and pours a drink, and there's that certainty that they will do that, no matter what you look like, how much money you have in your pocket, as long as it's a certain amount that you can afford the bill. Like people, the staff there will humor you and flirt with you in a way that you just can't get anywhere else. And it's all about that certainty. (laughs) They want that sort of certainty. They don't want that risk. But but I think like adding more people in the mix, I mean, what, you know, all my friends are more handsome and more uh, charismatic than me. So I'm with my friends (laughs) and like, they're going to be cracking funnies and they're like, nobody's going to, I'm not going to get a look in. Surely that's crazy. You just added more variables in, guys. Just have a date. You've got it up your game. Shut up. you got it up your game, <laughs> got it up your game. Going in got with the big boys. Yeah. Got it up your game. Going in with the big boys. <laughs> I saw that video. We we were horrible to each other. A lot of gun shooting. I think uh, Charla got a big uh, a big uh, M16 out and shot lots of oh people. Oh, my God. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> I, I don't. I, st- I still haven't seen anything to do with this. I, I wonder if you just made it up and it's your dream last night while you were sick. Okay, fine. After having lots of dodgy cream, <laughs> I'm going to go and check it out now. Keep the stories, right. questions, comments coming into Born Japan Podcast at gmail.com. I'm going to find this thing Pete's been talking about the last half hour, and if it's good <laughs> and family friendly and appropriate content, I will retweet it and 
just go and check out the Twitter feed. It'll be there. But for now, guys, no matter how you're doing, away you might be out there in the big wide world. We'll see you later on this week for more Abroad in Japan podcast. And uh, keep an eye out. Sometime, probably next week, there will be an episode showing off the studio that we've talked so much about in this episode. Um, our descriptions with our words and our mouths cannot simply do it justice. It has to no, be seen really to be believed. And I uh, look forward to sharing it with you then. Have a good week, guys. We'll see you then. Bye for now. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.